Welcome to LoveWise Relationship Radio, bringing you love stories, advice, and open conversations for finding and nurturing true and lasting love. More wisdom at TrishaBennett.com. I'm Trisha Bennett, a couples and family therapist in practice for over 30 years. On behalf of myself, my co-hosts, and all of our guests, welcome and enjoy. Today's topic is self-love. Every great relationship begins with our relationship with ourself. So I thought that I would pull self-love out as what to talk about tonight. Trusting yourself, having more confidence, faith, and believing in yourself. So the first thing I want to say about self-love is that in order to love yourself, you have to know what you love. And self-love is a really interesting process because some people say, well, you have to love yourself before you can take loving actions for yourself. And I actually believe it's the other way around. I believe that the way to self-love is by, by taking actions that are loving and teaching yourself that you're lovable. So most women don't know who they really are and what would really make them happy. It's a process. Um, I heard somebody say um, this week, somebody called me and said, you know, I... I don't know what to write for my goal because I don't think I have any dreams. I don't know what they are. So I don't feel like I can create a goal because I don't have any idea what my dreams are. One of the things that's going to be really important for everybody on this call, and you know, it, it's important for any woman in life who wants to have her dreams come true, is that you actually give yourself the time. And that is one of the biggest reasons that people complete or do not complete their goal writing or their homework or their dreams is they either give themselves the time to do it or they don't. And one of our biggest handicaps as women is that we are constantly taking care of other people before taking care of ourselves. Almost all of you mentioned it in one way or another in your goals or the list of things you haven't learned yet. And I have to say that in my process, the most important thing for me always is making time for myself. So in terms of self-love, the way that you start to work towards self-love, trusting, having more confidence and faith and believing in yourself, is first by actually making some time for yourself. And self-care and making time for yourself, to, by that I don't mean getting your hair done, although that's great. You know, this kind of self-care that's like massages and getting your hair done and manicure, pedicures, and all that stuff is great. But that, to me, is advanced self-care. What I'm talking about tonight that will move you to a place of more trust, confidence, faith, and self-love is making time for yourself, that that is self-care. And whether it's 15 minutes a day or an hour a week, whatever it is that you can set aside just for quiet time for yourself, 
to sit and light a candle and write in a journal or type on your computer about who you are and what you love and what you care about and what's important to you and what your dreams are. You know, one of the things that was apparent to me, and a couple of you mentioned it earlier, is being so busy that you actually don't know what your goal would be because you're overwhelmed by life and how many responsibilities you have. And if that's who you are, which I don't know too many women who aren't that way, if that's who you are, it's going to be a challenge to slow down enough to make time for your dreams, to make time to get clear about what your dreams are and what you want your life to look like. What came to my mind this week when I was reading all these things was that women get so caught up in the immediate details and our immediate responsibilities that we forget the big picture. We forget what our ultimate goal is and what we would like our life to look like. So rather than doing things to move us toward that goal, we're just working on a pile of stuff that we need to get done. And it feels like the pile gets bigger and deeper, and the vision of who we are and what we want gets further and further away until many of us aren't able to see it at all. You know, I, one of the things that, that um, I always say is the best way to be miserable and set yourself for unhappiness is to constantly strive to be good at things that don't make you happy. <laughs> and most of us spend a good percentage of our time trying to be good at things that don't make us happy, like work, like taking care of other people, like doing things for other people that are not our responsibility. Many of us live in places that we don't want to live, have jobs that we don't want to have, have routines that we don't want to have. You know, our bodies aren't the way we want them to be. Our lives aren't the way we want them to be. And we are constantly striving to be good at things that don't make us happy. So it's really, you know, and even if you're good at something that doesn't make you happy, it's not going to improve your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself, that you're doing well at things that don't ultimately make you happy and bring you joy. So the whole purpose of Be More You is to figure out what does make you happy so that when you're doing it, it actually brings you joy and self-love and confidence and faith and belief in your life and trust in yourself. So when I say it's important to give yourself 15 minutes a day or an hour a week, I'm not saying it to give you busy work. I'm saying it because if you do it, it will give you your life. And you don't need to know how you're going to get there. You know, that's the beauty of this process is that you don't have to have any idea how you're going to get from where you are right now to where you want to be. All you have to do is know where you want to be and put it on paper and share it. Because the process here is that working together, we can all get 
to the visions that we have for our life. But you, you will not get there if you don't give yourself the time to get clear. And, you know, I really encourage everyone to be really honest about where you are. You know, if you have absolutely no idea what your goal could be, ask for some help. If you are feeling like you need support and aren't sure what your big picture is, ask for some help. If you need to figure out a way to make time to be still and think about that stuff, or if you need to work with some other women and get together, either on the phone or in person, ask for that. One of the things that that is always striking to me is that when women have been around here for a while, their confidence and their self-love starts to really be noticeably improved and their happiness factor goes up and their skill in goal writing goes up and they're achieving their goals and, you know, we're all available to move everybody to that place. So no matter where you are in writing and achieving your goals, there's someone out there who can support you. Self-love comes from self-care I don't believe that it's the opposite. I don't believe that you learn to love yourself first and then you take care of yourself. I believe that you start taking care of yourself and self-love comes from that. There's a great expression, you can't think your way into right action. You have to act your way into right thinking. And when I say action, I mean setting small goals for yourself and taking steps toward achieving them. Heidi and her sister are Weight Watchers girls, and they wear these pedometers that tell you how many miles you've walked in a day. And I ask them to get me one just because it's fun to know when I'm running up and down the stairs all day how many miles I'm walking. So there are all kinds of little things you can do to inspire yourself to move forward in small ways. You don't have to get to the gym. You can get yourself a pedometer. You know, there are little steps to move yourself forward toward the life that you want. And there are almost always small steps that you can take without changing very many details of your life the way that it currently is to start you moving in the direction of what's true for you. I can't say enough about being in action, and part of being in action is giving yourself the time to know what is important to you and where you want to be in action in your life. Um, We are also in the process of putting together, um, we have coffees on the East Coast um, in Rhode Island and Massachusetts for women who are on these calls, and we're in the process of putting a Uh, um, a coffee format together. So that will be an email, a PDF that we will send out to everybody on the call so that if you want to start a coffee for women in your neighborhood, that you'll be able to do that. And we hope to have that out by February. Um, It would be something that anybody who could take with them to a Starbucks or a Panera or, you know, any kind of a coffee shop and uh, have a format for getting together and working on dreams. You know, the more connection you have with other women, uh, one of the things that's in the the, um, goal for this call cycle is 
breathing life back into your dreams, other women hold the key. That other women are so important to really having what you want in life. We do an exercise in the workshop that a lot of you are familiar with where women tell each other who we think they are. And you, don't, you haven't known each other for more than two days. But women get more information out of other women telling them what they see in them when these women haven't even known them for more than two days. So what, what other women can see in you in terms of your potential is invaluable to you getting where you want to go in life. So the last thing I'm going to say about self-love is the little reading that we do at which is um, called The Goddess Within, and it's by Marianne Williamson. It's from a book of hers called A Woman's Worth. And if self-love is something that you're striving for, really trusting yourself and knowing who you are and knowing really what a woman's worth is, like why are women so valuable? Why are we precious commodities? If you can pick up a copy of that book, A Woman's Worth, by Marianne Williamson, and I'm sure that it's probably also available to download onto iPads and Kindles. And my favorite version of it is the audio version. So if you can get Marianne Williamson on tape reading A Woman's Worth, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever read about a woman's love and worth and thing to always have with you to remind you of your worth. And this week, the one I'd like you to focus on in terms of really working on self-love, self-confidence, trust, faith, and believing in yourself are, is know who you are without your job. What is in your heart? What is your unique vision for your life and relationship, for family? for making a difference in your community and in the world. Write out your vision in detail. Share it with women you trust. And homework number three on the homework list is, don't forget for one minute that this is a job. The more you bring your best self to it, the more time and energy you give to it, the closer you will be to achieving your goals. So, you know, I... And I'm, I'm like the slogan queen, and another of my favorites. I, I, I think I actually live on slogans. <laughs> I live my life from hour to hour remembering things through slogans. And one of my favorites is a dream without an action plan is just a nice idea. So make sure that each week you're doing things to move you in the direction of your dreams. And the more time you put into it, the more quiet time you give yourself, which is what I call self-care, the more quiet time you give yourself to get present to what's true for you and what makes you happy, the closer you will move to full self-acceptance, trusting yourself, confidence, faith, believing in yourself and self-love so that your life feels like the things that you're working on are actually things that make you happy. If you know what your bigger picture is, if you know what you want your life to look like, you know the next homework assignment is making a collage that represents your vision. 
but you have to know what it is first. So knowing what your big picture is, knowing what you would ideally like your life to look like, and having that be the context that you attack your piles from gives it a, gives a different meaning and purpose to clearing off your desk. And it's really, really important because for decades probably, maybe 20 years of my life, and this is horrible, I'm really ratting myself out here, and I know that a lot of you do this, for at least 20 years of my life, I kept myself really, really busy because I had no idea what would make me happy. So I overwhelmed myself with things that kept me really busy because I didn't know how to have a life. So once you're clear about what you want, it's much easier to clear your desk. And this is Heidi, and just to add to that, and for me, because I am flowery and love love to really complicate things, I just set out a context for myself, which was I really wanted to love and be loved, but my I had piles similar to Tricia, and what helped me was with that context, I just started to do the things that I loved and watched a lot of my busy work, like extra extra community projects or whatever, fade away because they really weren't what I loved doing. So you're going to start to see your pile get reduced when you really get clear about what's that overall context.